program. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The multi-platinum rapper earned a reputation for concerts that teetered on the edge of mayhem. Then eight people died during his performance in Houston on Friday. Before the Astroworld tragedy, Travis Scott's raging made him a star. But what is raging? What was raging? What is it about this fellow Travis Scott that has shown him to be a showman first and foremost, a master of marketing who is equally skilled at curating big-name collaborators and exclusive experiences? As the New York Times reported, Mr. Scott is a figure of few words and little eye contact, who isn't known as a technically adept rapper or a dynamic offstage celebrity. Instead, he has built his multi-platinum, widely licensed name as an avatar, an avatar of excess and a conductor of energy, an electric live performer who priorizes how his music makes you feel and act. Makes you feel and act. What he calls raging whipping up mosh pits, crowd surfers, and stage divers as his shows teeter on the edge of mayhem. One fan explained in a Netflix documentary called Travis Scott, Look, Mom, I Can Fly, amid montages of blood, sweat, and colliding bodies, another person added, you can fall and everyone will pick you up. It's weird how one person's music can turn everyone into such a family. Well, that family became very dangerous. That family became very, very dangerous as the avatar himself presenting himself in an amazing, hellish environment caused 50,000 young people, to crash upon themselves, crushing eight people and injuring many others. And they're trying to figure out what happened. They don't seem to quite understand it. They've got to conduct research into what really happened. No. As one newspaper reported inside Travis Scott's disturbing lyrics, as it's revealed, he rapped, quote, It ain't a mosh pit if ain't no injury. It ain't a mosh pit if there ain't no injuries. And so, when you combine the high drama, electric atmosphere that is created through a pseudo-reality, a fake real reality of flames, and uh, actually it looks like you're entering the portals of hell, is it any wonder why this happened? Well, quite frankly, today's program is not all about Travis Scott. It's not all about his raging, but it's about a fake real world that we are entering very rapidly. 
Our young people have entered a fake real world. 50,000 of them paid massive amounts of money to go to this so-called concert, of which there was virtually no really singing, no real music. It was rapping of the grossest order, basically inciting the people there into a kind of what he calls family frenzy. And that's how he gained his reputation. And that's why the people are following him. 43 million, apparently on Instagram, 43 million followers. What's going on here? How can we understand this at all? Perhaps we need to take a look at what's happening in an increasingly fake real world. Just a week or so ago, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook announced the changing of the name of Facebook. Changing the name of Facebook to Meta. Meta meaning part of the so-called Metaverse. Well, what is the Metaverse anyway? Well, it's part of a growing fake real world. It has to do not with virtual reality, but with augmented reality. Well, in reality, that is exactly what Travis Scott has done with his so-called concerts. They're augmented reality. And the kids live in that augmented reality, and it becomes their reality. But what is reality anyway? Why is it that we're so intent on escaping reality? Why is it that we don't learn how to better live in reality, but we're more interested in spending gobs of money and time and energy to escape reality? What's the purpose? Where is it leading? And does it matter? Today on Viewpoint, we're going to continue to explore this, and I'm glad that you've joined us. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. Just to get an entry into this, chapter 13 of my book, Seduction of the Saints, is called Synthetic Authenticity. The age of authenticity describes what Time Magazine refers to as what has led to a deeper consumer yearning for the authentic. Yet, say two legendary business consultants, America has toxic levels of inauthenticity. Even the authentic is faked. As it is in the culture, so it is in the church. Believe it or not, it was Time Magazine's cover story uncovering 10 ideas that are changing the world. And number seven of those world-changing ideas was titled Synthetic Authenticity. Now, if you were a child, in years gone by, your parents would have called that playing make-believe. Now it takes on this uh, uh, wonderful-seeming uh, intelligent phrase, synthetic authenticity. And it wasn't a joke. These writers say promoting products as authentic is serious business these days. Yet the renowned authors of authenticity, Harvard Business School Press, 
contend that to be truly authentic as a business or individual puts a bullseye on your back because of greater scrutiny by others requiring that behavior conform to alleged belief, that you are what you say and say what you are. Therefore, the author's The Harvard graduate authors of this book called Authenticity declare unabashedly, quote, the best strategy for many companies is to openly fake it. Pretend pretend to be authentic even by admitting your inauthenticity. In other words, get real by faking it. Well, in many respects, that's exactly what Travis Scott does in his so-called concerts. He makes those who come to his concerts feel, notice he said, feel like it's real, when in fact, it's not real at all. And they are being led by the Pied Piper into a virtual reality or an augmented reality that is exceedingly dangerous. We'll be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Synthetic authenticity, a fake real world, a meta world, augmented reality, virtual reality that isn't virtuous at all. How are we to understand the dynamics of what are taking place and where might it be going? Does it have any connection, perhaps, at all with the Bible? Well, indeed, it very well may. If you were to go to the book of Revelation, chapter 13, you will read about another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb and spoke as a dragon. This is not the Antichrist himself. It's the false prophet. He exercises all the power of the first beast before him, And he causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, how does he do that? Here's what the book of Revelation tells us. He does great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Well, that's very much like what we saw if you were at the concert in Houston last Friday That's very much like what you saw. It was almost like fire coming down from heaven, except it was more like fire coming out of the earth. It was more like hell being revealed in all of its synthetic authenticity. And out of that emerges this man, Travis Scott, who is supposedly choreographing his concert-goers to become participants in augmented reality, a whole new world of a whole new self-created family that can be manipulated to do whatever he manipulates them to do through feelings. 
Now, those who think that uh, Travis Scott is the latest thing since sliced bread and are part of the 43 million people that follow him on Instagram, you may disagree. But the proof of the pudding is in the eating. The reality of the situation is not entertainment. This is way beyond entertainment. This is the choreography of a fake real world to move people to do that which in their right minds they would never do. So the false prophet exercises all the power of the first beast after him or before him, causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. How does he do that? He does it by great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had the power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. He had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And through that image and these miracles, pseudo-miracles, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, you may have wondered, like I have over the years, what might such an image be like? Is this an image like Nebuchadnezzar had constructed in the days of Daniel, the prophet, and in the days of the three Hebrew young men who had been taken captive and were required among all the peoples of Babylon to bow down at the sound of the cornet and all of the musicians at the sound of the trumpet and so on. They were required to bow down to this vast, colossal image of the king. The penalty for which was not exactly pleasant, being thrown into a fiery furnace. Now, they would not bow down. Even though they knew that they may end up burning in a fiery furnace, as they told the king, it doesn't matter, king, because we're going to worship the Lord our God. Now, is that the kind of image that the book of Revelation is uh, imaging here, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. I'm not convinced that that's true. I think it is going to be a new modern or postmodern kind of image. It may very well be one that has created a synthetically authentic image. In other words, the pretense of the real, so apparently real that it is synthesized authenticity, that people will see and accept as being real. Now, these 50,000 young people that gathered in Houston 
were moved in such a way that they collectively, as one mass, those who were there talked about it that way, those who have looked back on it see it that way, they were moved collectively as one mass to move toward the stage and crush everything in their wake. And that's how eight people died. Energy rose as the time neared, beginning the show, and within the first 30 seconds of the first song, people began to drown in other people. There were so many people. I'm reading the personal testimony of one who was there in the mix. They stood there for two hours. Every gap was filled. There was no place hardly even to put your feet. And the energy rose. The rush became tighter and tighter. Breathing became something only a few were capable of. The rest were crushed or unable to breathe in the thick, hot air. There was nowhere to go. And the shoving got harder and harder. If you had your arms up, there was no way you could put them down. So people began to choke one another as the mass swayed to the synthetic authenticity of what purported to be a musical entertainer. And people began to scream for help. Friends, when what happens in Revelation chapter 13 takes place, before people scream for help as a result of being caught in the synthetic authenticity of this image that's created, they are going to first scream for help from a earthly savior who will come upon the scene at a time when the entire world is in such chaos, very much like that at the uh, the so-called mosh pit created by Travis Scott in Houston on Friday. They're going to cry for help. The whole world is getting ready to cry for help. We're already beginning to hear it. As the pressure is increased by stripping away financial ability, by stripping away food from the shelves, by curtailing the shipping of goods that have been depended upon, by compelling every man, woman, and child to receive not just one, but two and three shots that they don't want to take, that are threatened to cause them grave harm over over time. And as all of this begins to come together and the oil pipelines are closed off so that energy is no longer available, the cry of the people of this world is going to go up dramatically. And they are going to be prepared to rush headlong into the arms of a counterfeit Christ. 
known popularly as the Antichrist. That's what they're going to do. And the very scenario, the environment, the augmented reality for that is being created as we speak. The screaming for climate change, the call for a 100 to 150 trillion dollars to be poured from the United States of America into this uh, vast pseudo reality of uh, climate change. All of this, friends, is setting the stage for a massive crush of humanity that will rush headlong into the arms of a pseudo-Messiah, a false, real Messiah, who will lead them to perdition. And the destruction will make what happened in Houston look like a Sunday school picnic. Now, for the rest of our time today, we want to take a look at some of the developments now The Houston event just gives us a picture. If you have seen anything of what actually transpired there, not just the crush of the people, but what was going on in the name of entertainment, in the name of music, the effects, all of it, was an augmented reality that led people into a frenzy. That gives us a context image-wise. But now we go to focus at the technology that is developing. And I hope you stay tuned. I'm going to make available to you two books. One, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. And uh, chapter 13 of that book is called Synthetic Authenticity. It helps you to understand what really the pretense of reality is doing in real time in our lives. It's leading us into a fake real world. We've already been led into the anticipation and acceptance of a fake real world in the name of authenticity, which itself was fake. Now, technology is leading us ever further into a deeper world of virtual reality, augmented reality, and a fake real world. And it's moving so rapidly that Mark Zuckerberg, one of the richest people in the world, head CEO of Facebook, has changed the name of their iconic company name, Facebook, to Meta. What is it that he has in mind? What is the Metaverse that he has in mind? And that the uh, scientific technologists, so to speak, are envisioning for you and for me. That's what we want to talk about. Wikipedia has a 
an article titled Metaverse. It comes from a combination of the word meta, or prefix meta, and universe, and so it's called the Metaverse. And it is supposedly the next iteration of the Internet. Now, there's no way that I, in my technological ignorance, can possibly translate the true heart and details of this to you. I don't know that there would be very many people who could. But it has to do with developing a 3D virtual environment. 3D. A virtual space that will be accessible increasingly to all of humanity across the world. What does that mean? What are the implications? How far has this gone to date? Stay tuned. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint as we talk about the growing, coming metaverse and uh, the things that are associated with it to create an increasingly false real world, a synthetic authenticity that will draw every man, woman, and child across the planet into its voracious maw, a fake real world. Before the break, I was suggesting that you might want to seriously consider getting a copy of my book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. Friends, this is just one aspect of deception that is coming. It's intentional. It's intentional deception. You're not encouraged to live and develop a healthy place and role in the real world, but rather to escape the real world into one of synthetic authenticity. In other words, a world of pretense, a fake real world. Chapter 13 of my book, Seduction of the Saints, is called Synthetic Authenticity. I urge you to get a copy of the book. The entire book helps us to understand the nature of deception. Jesus said that the number one characteristic of the end times will be deception. Massive deception. Deception that you cannot even imagine. That will motivate the majority of people on the planet 
ultimately to embrace a false, real Savior. A false, real Christ. A synthetically authentic, authentic one who pretends to be or seems to be authentic to provide a kind of salvation that people are screaming for. And that's why they will embrace it. And he will provide the hope for that. In other words, all you have to do is receive his mark and you'll be okay. We'll provide all your needs. We'll be your healer. We'll be your provider. Your protector will be everything that God ever promised you, and you won't have to submit to him. All you have to do is submit to us. All you have to do is receive the mark. And everything will be wonderful in this new, synthetically authentic world. The book, Seduction of the Saints, is an $18 book. It's yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a, a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, in addition to that, if you do not already have our book, Antichrist, how do I identify the coming imposter you really, really need? You owe it to yourself to get a copy of that book. You owe it to your family. Pastor, you owe it to your congregation to get a copy of that book. It will help you to understand, not just from an information standpoint, but from a personal transformation standpoint, what it is going to mean to be absorbed into a world of synthetic authenticity, a fake real world, where deception is the art form of the counterfeit Christ. $22 will put it in your hands. Antichrist, how to identify the coming imposter. Again, it's on our website, saveus.org. You can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. If you're writing a check, add $5 for postage and handling, or you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Now, if you're buying both of those books, instead of paying $5 each for postage and handling, you'll only pay $7 for the two. So you're going to save uh, $3. You're going to save $3 that way by buying them together which you can do right there on our website or by calling us 1-800-SAVE-USA or writing. Okay, now, enough of that. By the way, we don't write books. I don't write books to sell books. Now, that may seem strange. If I wrote books to sell books, I would write them very, very differently. There are many things that are said in these books that I would not say. And there are other things that are not said that I would say. Why? Because that's what most people do in order to sell books. We're not here to sell books. 
We're here to communicate a message that is desperately needed for such a time as this. And all of the funds that come in from these books are plowed right back out into getting the next book out. I make nothing. This is a labor of love. It's a calling. It may sound strange to you, but that's the way it is. Now, let's get back and talk about this metaverse that's being developed. Facebook has changed its name to Meta as a short for the Metaverse. The Metaverse has come to be criticized as a method of public relations building using a kind of overhyped speculation based on existing technology. However, that's not what Mark Zuckerberg has in mind or any of those people with formerly Facebook have in mind. This is a much, much bigger picture. Elements of the metaverse include both physical and virtual worlds. Transferability of avatars and digital assets across different parts of the metaverse. All events in the metaverse will occur in real time with permanent effects. In other words, this is going to be a mix of reality and synthetic authenticity. The metaverse ecosystem contains elements including avatar identity, content creation, virtual economy, social acceptability, presence, security, privacy, and trust accountability. Now, businesses are trying to figure out how to get into the metaverse and how they can use the metaverse. They can offer virtual versions of their brick-and-mortar facilities. Supposedly upgrade online shopping experiences. You could visit a virtual shopping mall and try out virtually 3D items that are in scale with real-life sizes. Try to get your mind and heart around this. It's a mixed reality, augmented reality, and virtual reality. It's a mix of all of it. But the heart of it is called AR, augmented reality, which places a complex custom set of avatars and filters over the real world in real time. Are you beginning to see how this is synthetic authenticity? It is a testimony that the real world is not enough. It's not sufficient. We have to augment the real world. We have to pretend that it's not what it is, and we're going to make it out to be what we want it to be. Now, I want to give a nice little application to you of what this looks like in the area of belief and understanding. 
On April 5th, 1993, Time Magazine came out with a cover story. We've talked about so many times here on Viewpoint. On the front cover was a cross with images of people from all over the country uh, surrounding that cross. And in the lower right-hand corner were these words, the generation that forgot God. Now, bear in mind, this was a generation that preceded 1993. So if you were born in the period of time from about, say, 1980 to 1993, or even 1975 to 1993, you were part of the generation that Time Magazine referred to as the final generation that had already forgotten God. I want you to think about that. Because that provides the context for our fake real world. The metaverse, augmented reality, that is going to have massive spiritual implications. People were flooding back to church because they were afraid as a result of Gulf War I, George Herbert Walker Bush, you remember, the one who introduced the New World Order over 200 times during his administration, proclaimed the New World Order. At that very time, Time Magazine, a secular, liberal news magazine, determined and declared that even though Americans were flooding back to church in fear, church would never again be the same. And here was their reason. Because Americans are looking for a custom-made God. In other words, a God, a fake, real God. One made of their own making. Are you embracing, digesting this even a little bit? A fake, real God? One made in their own image? Well, then what will this God, this power in Revelation 13 look like? Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Today we're talking here on Viewpoint about the fake real world that is being developed right before our eyes. The technology, the practices, the viewpoint, 
the uh, spiritual implications, application, all of it here on Viewpoint today. And all we can do is try to distill uh, the essence of this so that we can understand a little bit about the nature of the, the goal of the technology and its implications for us, not only in the practical realm, but in the spiritual realm. The term metaverse was coined in Neil Stevenson's 1992 science fiction novel, Snow Crash, where humans as avatars interact with each other and software agents, and in a three-dimensional virtual space that uses the metaphor of the real world. Notice the metaphor of the real world. Stevenson used the term metaverse to describe a virtual reality-based successor to the Internet. So this is the next iteration of the Internet as Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook sees it. This is the Internet on steroids. The Internet itself has been around now for quite some time, and it's not good enough. It's not hyped enough. We need something that's more synthetically authentic, something that's beyond that which is real, to something that is just virtual, augmented, beyond anything that is part of the real world. Now, isn't it interesting that when Neil Stevenson wrote that science fiction novel, Snow Crash, in 1992, that was one year before Time magazine came out with its article about Americans created a custom-made god, a god of virtual reality, a synthetically authentic god, You see, the concept was already moving rapidly. 1992 also was the very year that the Lord spoke to my heart as a trial attorney in California and said, Son, this is the time that I told you about back in 1977 when I called you to speak to my church at large. Now, this is the time. This is the moment. And so... By 1993, we formed Save America Ministries as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation to rebuild the foundations of faith and freedom, not with synthetic authenticity, but getting us back to biblical reality. The problem is that our world was not desiring reality, not desiring biblical reality, but was desiring uh, increasingly a synthetic Synthetically authentic world. In other words, we, we claimed that we wanted authenticity, but not really. So it became a theme in evangelical teaching and uh, in books and magazines and so on. Everybody was talking about authentic this and authentic that and authentic this. Friends, that was a pretense. If you have to continue to say we want authentic this and we want authentic what, what you're really, it's begging the question. If you have to say that, then reality is you're not really desiring that which is authentic at all. What you really want is that which 
feels authentic without actually being authentic. In other words, a fake, real authenticity. That is the spiritual heart of our country today and a reality all over the world. We are spreading this concept of synthetic reality all over the world. And the new metaverse is part of that. It's the technological uh, expression of that. Now, if you'll remember, there were two phrases, two words or two phrases that were used in the description concerning the metaverse. What is it about? The first has to do with the word avatar. Now, what does the word avatar mean? Well, the essential meaning of avatar is that it's from Hinduism. The animal or human form of a Hindu god on earth. In other words, a representation of Vishnu. Not the real thing, but a human or animal representation of that. So someone who represents a type of person or an idea or a quality has become regarded as an avatar. An incarnation in human form. Hmm. Sounds very suspiciously like Revelation chapter 13, verse 14, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and to live, and had power to give life to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. It's about an image, friends, an embodiment, a synthetically created embodiment of the real thing. An electric or electronic image that represents and may be manipulated by a computer user. An avatar. An electronic image that represents and may be manipulated by a computer. Now, where is this going? The reality is that the metaverse coupled with virtual reality and augmented reality is enabling something that in the real world is very difficult to comprehend. Avatar derives from a Sanskrit word meaning descent. And when it first appeared in English in the late 18th century, it referred to the descent of a deity to the earth. Typically, the incarnation in earthly form of Vishnu or another Hindu deity. It later came to refer to any incarnation in human form, and then to any embodiment
It can now be used for the image that a person chooses as his or her embodiment in an electronic medium. The creation of an image that is so real that it actually is more real than real? Here are some of the Webster Dictionary synonyms for avatar. Embodier, embodiment, image, incarnation, manifestation, personification. Doesn't this sound an awful lot like what Revelation 13 is telling us about this image? How in the world could John, translating the message of Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, how could he possibly envision what we're talking about here in terms of augmented reality, virtual reality, avatars, metaverses? He couldn't do that. All he could do was talk about the image. To make an image. Now, let's talk about the other term. AR stands for augmented reality. That's where the real metaverse is going to happen, according to Wired.com. Augmented reality. Tweaking what our senses provide us in a way that denies our reality. Seems kind of unhealthy, doesn't it? But this is where it's going. This would allow kids, supposedly, to actually live in a dream world. A false real world. It's all about fantasizing even fantasizing faith. So you can allow your imagination to conceive a God like you want him to be, just like Time Magazine talked about in 1993, creating a custom-made God, one made in your own image. That's exactly, my friend, what the world is about to see come on the scene called the imposter Christ. A counterfeit Christ. A fake real Savior. An image that would seem to many to be more real than the real thing. It's hard to grasp, very hard to grasp and to put into words. But AR, augmented reality, not virtual reality, but augmented reality, is the place where the real metaverse is going to happen. Why? Because it's in augmented reality that people really believe really believe that it's real. 
They really would believe because it is reality, but it's augmented reality. It's made to appear more real than real. Something that instead of having to believe it in your mind and in your heart, which is what God is after, you actually come to believe it because of artificial reality. It makes it seem more real than real. So the Antichrist himself, the counterfeit Christ, is going to appear to the world not just as the greatest thing since sliced bread, but better than Christ himself. Because Christ we can't see. We have to believe. But the counterfeit Christ you will be able to see. And he will be presented in such a way that he will be bigger than life in the metaverse. Are you beginning to get the picture? I hope that this has been helpful. It is my best effort to try to translate this amazing technological world that is being ushered into our life space. And in many respects, that's exactly what the concert goers in Houston experienced a fake real world and look how it motivated them to act it became deadly and friends the false real world synthetic authenticity is going to lead many people untold billions to perdition. Don't let it happen to you. Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Root Yourself in Biblical Reality, friends. That's what it's about. How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. $15 will put the $18 book in your hands. Also, Antichrist, How to Identify the Soon-Coming Imposter. $22 on the website. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friends. Can we take these things a little more seriously? Stop playing pretend. We don't live in a fake real world. God's world is real. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.